0: Hi, I'm Natasha, and I'm Michelle, and this is the Supernatural Speakeasy podcast, where we talk about all things supernatural. Hey, guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Supernatural Speakeasy. I'm Natasha, and this is Michelle. Hey, hey. Uh, This week, we're talking about episode 15, I'm sorry, not episode 15, episode 12
1: Season one, uh, Faith. So, yeah, let's get into it. Okay, this is your spoiler warning. If you have not watched this episode of Supernatural and you don't want me to spoil it for you, then please leave now and go watch that episode of Supernatural and then come back because it'll be a good time. All right, so on the road so far. Last time, our boys defeated a uh, vonner, which was some kind of pagan god that was being offered human sacrifices by this town so it could remain prosperous, which was pretty messed up. On to this episode. In the opening scene, we've got kind of a different setup this time because usually we're seeing uh, the monster that the boys are going to face in the opening scene attacking some unsuspecting victim or victims. But this time, we're right in the middle of the case. The boys are... They reach this house and they arm themselves with tasers, which that's new. We haven't seen that before on the show. And uh, they go into the house hunting... A raw head, which I had never heard of a rawhead before, so I kind of you know googled it <laughs> and on the supernatural Wikipedia, they said that a rawhead is an Irish sort of boogeyman said to live by the pipes under the sink or dark cupboards. It drowns naughty children and rewards the good, which would make sense because in this opening scene, the boys, Open this cabinet, getting ready to blast it with the tasers, but they find two little children hiding inside instead. So they're trying to save these siblings from the rawhead that's going after them. So Sam gets the siblings to safety while Dean finds and kills the rawhead. Unfortunately for Dean, they are both standing in a puddle of water. And when Dean uses the taser to electrocute the rawhead, it also electrocutes Dean, and we see him go unconscious. Now, this kind of bugged me a little bit, because what happened was the raw head shoved Dean, or he tripped. Something happened to where Dean ended up on the ground in the puddle, and he drops the taser. Well, when he gets the taser, the taser is on dry ground, so I don't know why he didn't like, just kind of roll up on the dry ground out of the puddle so he wouldn't get electrocuted. Could have avoided this whole thing! <laughs> yeah,
0: it's the whole episode. <laughs> like, that's it.
1: That's it. That's the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> but I guess things were just getting too crazy for him to realize, I guess, that he was in the water, the monster was in the water, the electricity going through the monster was also going into the water to Dean. So, okay, I guess I'll I'll let that one slide, Dean, but come on, (laughs) safety first. Next thing we know, we see Sammy in a hospital, and he's talking to the doctor that's tending to dean and learns that dean suffered from a massive heart attack so severe that he has a couple of weeks maybe a month left to live which i mean okay at the beginning of this episode dean tells sam that he charged the tasers to a hundred thousand volts i'm thinking dean should have probably died (laughs) don't you
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah He should have, right then, like he basically
1: got electrocuted, or he did get electrocuted. So, I don't know how I mean, I don't know much about science, but for whatever reason, Dean still survived. So, but not unscathed because he's got major heart damage and now he's gonna die soon. Which, of course, Sammy refuses to accept. So Sam goes back to the little motel and we see him calling their dad. And of course it goes to voicemail to let his dad know that basically Dean is dying, but not to worry because Sam's going to do whatever it takes to get him better. And I imagine that was super frustrating for Sam to have an emergency emergency Something's wrong, and you can't even get a hold of your dad. You get the voicemail again. And as a matter of fact, did we even hear back from the dad in this episode? We didn't, did we? No,
0: we didn't. No, he never called back. Jerk. Right. <coughs> I like how in the Jerk. hospital, Dean like um yeah, you better take care of the car. I'll come back and you know, hunt for
1: ass or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's a little funny. <laughs> Dean's trying to put on this brave face and cracking jokes, of course. And Sammy's not having that. So he's going to find whatever way he can to keep this from, prevent this from happening. After Sammy gets off the phone, there's a knock on the door, and it's Dean. He checked himself out from the hospital, and um, Sam tells him his plan to take him to a specialist in Nebraska. So, off they go to Nebraska.
0: Also, a funny scene right there when Dean's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm not going to die in the hospital The they're starting hot. I was like, oh, my
1: God. <laughs> I was like, of course. <laughs> Good old Sammy sees right through that though. He's like, I'm not buying this crap. I'm not buying this. I forgot what he says exactly, but he he knows that Dean doesn't really want to die. So they go off to Nebraska, and when they arrive, Dean is super angry when he finds out that this specialist is actually a faith healer. Dean reluctantly goes inside the tent with Sam, and the faith healer whose name is Roy LaGrange quote-unquote heals Dean and he falls over. Dean does. Dean falls over. When he opens his eyes, he sees a creepy dude standing next to Roy and then he quickly vanishes into thin air. Sam takes Dean to a local hospital the next day where Dean is given a clean bill of health. Which is unusual because you know, the other hospital, they told him he only had a few weeks to live, and now all of a sudden he's healed. Now, the doctor does mention that although he's young and fit, he shouldn't be having heart problems, but it's, it's been known to happen. She mentions that a 27-year-old athletic fit guy like Dean died from a heart attack yesterday. Dean's like, oh, somebody like me died from a heart attack yesterday. Oh, okay. So Dean thinks they have a case, but Sammy just wants to take the win and move on. He's just so thankful that his brother's not going to die. He doesn't want to think about anything else. He doesn't even want to think that anything sinister is going on. But they do go ahead to decide to investigate. Dean visits Roy and Sammy goes to find out more about the heart attack victim. Dean hears Roy's story. Roy says he woke up one day completely blind, found out the cause was cancer, which left him a month or so to live. He goes into a coma. He went into a coma and he wasn't supposed to come out of it, but he did. And when he woke up, the cancer was gone and he discovered he could heal people. Meanwhile, Sammy speaks with someone who knew the heart attack victim. They told Sammy that he was running from something, but nobody saw anyone around chasing him. And before Sam leaves, he notices a clock with the wrong time on the wall. And he just kind of says, hey, buddy, your clock's wrong. And they said, yeah, uh, we just haven't been able to get it to work. And then Sam has a thought, and he asks, is that the time that this guy died? And the man says, oh, how did you know? Dun-dun-dun. Yeah. With that little nugget of information, Sam does some research and finds out that for every person that was healed, someone else died at that same moment, with the same ailment that was being healed. So, Dean was right. Something's going on. Dean initially thought it was a spirit, but with this new information, Dean figures out that they're dealing with a reaper. Not not the grim reaper, but a reaper. And as we find out later in the show, technically the Reapers are supposed to be angels. So this will make the first appearance of an angel on the show. All right. So they come up with a plan. Dean and Sam decide they have to figure out how Roy is controlling the Reaper and break the spell they have that's controlling the Reaper. Dean goes to another meeting while Sammy searches the healer's house. Sammy finds a small black book with news article clippings inside. Which is kind of weird because this is a blind dude. He can't really be looking at said articles. Right. Just remember that for later. He figures out Roy is targeting people who thinks to be immoral, who he thinks to be immoral. The next victim is a protester who claims Roy is a fraud. At these meetings, when Sam and Dean go inside, they're on their way inside the tent. There's a protester outside, and it's like, no, this man is a fraud. He's stealing your money. Don't go inside, kind of a thing. Well, this guy is the next victim because there was a newspaper clipping inside this little black book that Sammy found. Now, while Sammy was looking around for that stuff, that information, Dean was supposed to keep Ray from healing anyone else. So that way, Sam could find the protester and make sure he didn't get um, killed by the Reaper. At the meeting, the faith healer chooses Layla. So the boys met at the meeting where, where Dean was healed, she has an imoperable brain tumor and six months left to live. So she was called to be next for a healing. And her mother went with her to multiple meetings, we find out. And each time she hadn't gotten picked and they have even you know reached out personally in person to Roy, to beg him to heal them and the wife Sue Ann of Roy kind of shoos them away kind of saying you know Roy chooses the people who God tells him to kind of a thing it's the Lord wills it it's you know he'll pick you next time or whatever when Roy begins the healing process Sammy finds the protester screaming for help and running from the unseen reaper Dean, uh, well, when Layla was called, he kind of pulled her aside before she went up to the stage to tell her not to go up there. That it's not what it seemed. And I mean, I'm sorry. If there was some way I could be magically cured of a brain tumor that was going to kill me, I would go up on the stage. So, sorry, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> she kind
0: of hesitated. She's like, ah.
1: She's like, no, I I gotta at least try. Yep. So she goes up on stage anyway, so Dean is racking his brain, trying to figure out what he's gonna do to stop this, and decides to shout, fire! And ends up clearing out the tent and stops the healing from taking place. But the Reaper goes after the protester anyway slowly draining away his life force. Sammy calls Dean on the phone and tells him that stopping Ray didn't work, that the Reaper was still attacking the protester. Dean looks around and he sees Sue Ann praying or chanting while holding a, I believe they called it a coptic cross. And she turns around and quickly tucks it away and calls for help. And these officers um, escort Dean out of the tent. But once she stopped and put that cross away, the reaper let the protester go. So he lived. The boys have to destroy the cross. And they learned from this little black book that in addition to the cross, to control the reaper, there's some kind of binding spell used with a dark altar. And to break the binding spell, they would have to destroy the altar and destroy the cross. They're thinking, in theory. They're not quite sure if they should destroy one or the other, so they decide both. And they have to do it soon, because we see Roy promising Layla and her mother that he would heal them in a private session later that evening. They go to the healer's house. And there are officers there. So Sam... Not Sammy. Dean leads the officers away while Sammy goes to the house to try to find this altar. Sammy sees a cellar and he goes inside and he finds the dark altar there, which, oh my gosh, it is disgusting, is what I wrote down in my notes. Um it was so gross because earlier they'd mentioned when they were talking about the book with the binding spell for reapers that you had to have human remains and blood as part of the binding spell. Well, this thing had human remains, bones, blood. It looked dirty. There was a Coptic cross on there, uh, along with a picture of Dean With a bloody X crossed over his face. But yeah, this altar looked... It just looked nasty. And there were some other objects on there that I couldn't really identify. Maybe some stones. There were some black candles lit. But I don't know. Just... Just gross, man. It's just messed up. Sam destroys the altar... But before he does, Sue Ann, she appears out of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's weird because I had to rewind the scene and watch it again because one minute she was inside the cellar with Sam. And then the next minute she was outside of the cellar bolting, uh, barring the doors. So Sam couldn't get out. But I'm guessing maybe she was at the bottom of the stairs and then just kind of raced up to the top. And then, I don't know, I just thought she she was really fast getting outside before Sammy could grab a hold of her, I guess. I don't know. It was weird. Uh, so she's locked Sammy inside the cellar, saying all kinds of crazy stuff like God The Lord chose her to, you know, root out the immoral people or whatever. So we learned that she's the one, in fact, controlling. Well, I mean, I guess we already found that out. But we learned that she's just crazy. Okay? As Roy begins the healing in the private session, Dean finds himself face-to-face with a Reaper. Because... Sue Ann, she didn't like Dean calling out fire and messing up their little ritual. So the protester didn't get what she thought he deserved. So when the police kind of escorted Dean away, she kind of makes this comment like, well, I'm sure the Lord will deal with him in his own way. That was basically a threat. (laughs) Like, oh, yeah. You're next on my hit list.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> so the Reaper catches up to Dean and starts sucking the life out of him. Not like a Dementor, by the way. They just <laughs> lay hands. <laughs> they lay hand. They lay a hand on their victim, and that's, I guess, how the their life force starts draining away. Um, fortunately for Dean, Sammy manages to escape the cellar and runs into Sue Ann who is chanting or praying or whatever she's doing and yanks the cross out of her hand and throws it on the ground which destroyed it ugh and another gross moment when the cross hits the ground and it shatters we fi- we find out that it was full of blood ugh. i
0: was like oh. ugh <laughs> Why? Yeah, I, I mean, the
1: bones too.
0: I'm like, where did she get this
1: bones from? Like, how did she well, get this? Well, she had to. I wonder. I wonder who she killed as a sacrifice, or if she had to kill multiple people for this so-called um, binding ritual. Because that's just messed up. Yeah. <laughs> messed. It, oh god. The no. Sorry now. She needs help. Mm -hmm. The Reaper releases Dean and... Oh, man. I thought this part was kind of cool because the Reaper uh, stares straight at Sue Ann and just kind of grins and he goes after her and kills her. And the next day, they end up... uh, Saying we find out that she had quote unquote died from a stroke. But we all know that it was a reaper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, she reaped what she sowed. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the end we see. Dean and Layla saying their goodbyes. She didn't get healed since Dean he and Sam were able to stop the ritual. And so Dean feels really troubled by this because in this episode we see that he's really struggling with the fact that, you know, his somebody's life was traded. For his, he took someone's life, and because of that, he lived, and he didn't feel worthy. He didn't feel like he deserved to live. And he really thought she deserved to live. And well, she didn't get that quote unquote healing. So she's gonna be dying soon. And I really like the part where he said. I'm not much of the praying type, but I'm gonna pray for you, or I will be praying for you to Layla. And I was like, Oh okay. that's all sweet. <laughs> and then she was like, you know, you see,
0: there's a miracle right there. And she was oh. like, said God works in mysterious ways, and then she said that <laughs> she's like, see? There's a miracle right there, and I walked away. I
1: was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> <I> know, right. <laughs> oh, well. I gave this episode four impalas out of five. I was on the fence a little bit here and there. I was just so disgusted by the whole, like, they're holier than thou. And then we find out this lady sacrificed some people to control a reaper so she can play God and decide who lives and dies. Uh, I was like, no, you didn't. But the Reaper was super creepy. I really enjoyed that. I thought that was I thought that was cool. What do you
0: think, Natasha? Uh I'm also gonna give it a four. Um yeah, four out of five. Um it's not funny, but like <laughs> the scene where the Reaper's coming after like the protester. And uh of course Sam can't see it, but the dude can. So <laughs> He's like, oh, no, need he help, help, or whatever. And then, see, so I was like, where is it? And then the way he said the line was hilarious. But he was like, it's right there, or whatever. And point, you know. <laughs> me and my sister were crack up laughing at that part. It's <laughs> right <"What is laughs> like there? Like, oh, <laughs> oh, this is so funny. I <laughs> do I can say Like, in retrospect, like, happening in the moment, it's not funny, but... <laughs> one like, of those it's things um, <laughs> yeah I, I, this was a really good like makeup and like the effect like whenever he touched our faces or whatever like know, it was pretty cool I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Creepy, <but> cool <laughs> I did find a couple of trivia items on IMDB that I thought were interesting the actress. Julie Benz who plays Layla, she played Darla on Buffy the Vampire Slayer for all you Buffy fans out there, which I'm gonna ha- it's been a hot minute since I've watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer so I'm gonna have to re-watch it again just to see Julie Benz play Darla um, but she is the first of several Buffy the Vampire Slayer actors. Um, to make a guest appearance. So we'll be seeing some more actors from that show later on. And for you Dexter fans, this actress is also uh, the one that plays Rita on Dexter. Oh,
0: yeah. I won't say any spoilers on what happened to that show, but... Huh. Good show. But, (laughs) she, Yeah. (laughs) Have you seen that show?
1: I have, but I haven't finished it yet. And then I heard they're coming out with another season. So I'm like, oh no, I need to finish. I need to hurry up. (laughs) Um, This episode was beset with constant rain, with most of the vehicles having to be towed. Because they kept getting stuck in the mud, which I did notice the mud was crazy deep. I mean, <laughs> when the boys got to the faith healer area, tent area, I mean, that parking lot was just mud. And then there are the act, you know, the people, the actors having to walk through the mud and some of them, you know, they're all playing ill people. They were trying to get healed, so there was a lady, I think, with a walker, some other people trying to walk with a cane. I mean, dang. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm surprised nobody slipped and fell, oh man, and got hurt for real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one other little fact that I thought was interesting was Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. It's Missing from the Netflix version. Sad day, because that's a good song. And I wonder why, because I think there was another episode where they, I think when Jackson was on, he brought it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They replaced one song for another one. And I don't know why they did that. Is it copyright? Maybe, I don't know. Whatever Netflix, just pay the monies so that yeah. way you got enough of it. <laughs> be better, <laughs> right? Well, <laughs> so, anyways, do we have any questions this week? Um, actually, yes,
0: yes we do. We have one. Since we're, I guess, just over halfway done with this season already, um, what has been your favorite? This ghost or spirit whatever has what has been your favorite so far that we've covered
1: hmm. that is a good question um i'm probably going to go with we are going to go with the skin, the skin, the shapeshifter just because, well, number one, the gross factor, (laughs) they did a really good job with the effects for that. And number two, you didn't know who was who. It could be the shapeshifter you're dealing with or maybe not. Who knows? So I think, I don't know. It might change later, but I think so far. The shapeshifter's been my favorite monster. What about you? Um,
0: excuse me. Um, I don't know. I might. Hmm. I don't know. I think I probably go with <laughs> probably go to my favorite episode, but. <laughs> I think I might go with Scarecrow. I know we just covered it last week, but because um, <laughs> it's like one of my favorite episodes of this season, so
1: they got to go with Scarecrow. <laughs> yeah, that was my runner-up. That and Hookman. Those two were my runners-up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hookman was good, too.
1: <laughs> Alright, well,
0: where can people find us on the socials? Uh, We are on Facebook at Supernatural Speakeasy. We are on Twitter at SPN Speakeasy and Instagram at SPN underscore
1: Speakeasy. All right. Well, until next time, carry on, everyone. Hey, this is Dean Winchester. Thanks for checking out Supernatural Speakeasy podcast. Don't oh, forget to get a like, subscribe, do all that other crazy crap. Yeah, Dean's trying to play it off cool. He's, you know, trying to be... What was that? Oh,
0: sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, Power bank, it fails. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a ghost! <laughs> <laughs> I guess Dean's um. me now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yesterday or the day before you know the day of the day the boys arrived (laughs) the day the boys arrived in Nebraska to visit the Faith Healer I'm gonna get it right one of these days (laughs)